How you doing, Maine here? So what you're going to hear now is a conversation between Matt Saucer and myself that we did uh, on Monday night. We were trying to get some preview sections done for the show, talking about this weekend's upcoming events. Um, I've cleaned the audio up somewhat, but the audio is pretty rough. So go in that knowing that the audio is kind of rough. Um, we're going to work on this in the future and see if we can get much, much better audio quality recordings for remote recordings so that we can bring on some guys that we want to and you know guys like Matt that have helped us behind the show a long time that aren't necessarily local guys that we can bring in. So we're working on it. Uh, the preview section's good. It talks about everything happening this weekend, but it is a little rough, and the audio quality is not typically what we have on the show. So we've cleaned it up as much as we can, but that's what it is. I decided to include this because there are actually some really, really cool events going on, and there's some outstanding matchups that we wanted to talk about, uh, and we want to make sure that they get the viewing that they deserve because some of them are really showcase matches. It's a lot of guys that we cover very frequently, some organizations we do not get a chance to cover as frequently, and like things like Fight to Win have some really, really showcase matches this week, so we didn't want those to fly under the radar uh, and not get a chance to talk about them. So that's why we've included this section, even though the audio is uh, significantly different than we usually have on the show. So on to our preview of Fight to Win 94. So we got a special uh, guest host here, Matt Saucier. Matt is uh, from the gym that I used to train in in Maine. And Matt's been behind the scenes with us for... Matt, would you start like helping us out? Sometime around Nogi Worlds earlier this summer, I think it was. So basically uh, almost a year. Yeah, about a year. You sent me a message, said, hey, we're doing this podcast thing. You want to help out? So... Yeah, you're super knowledgeable. I know you're a guy that watches a lot of the sports stuff, so we wanted to throw you on there because we knew that Nogi, we knew that Worlds was going to be such a huge event. We needed a couple guys on the back end, behind the scenes, that could like they were knowledgeable. We're going to watch the matches and like help us highlight stuff. Like, hey, this is a big matchup. You need to make sure you guys cover this matchup. And so you've been helping us out with stuff like that for basically the last year on the show. So I've been trying to get you on the show, and we've been trying to do uh, not do like remote recordings because the audio is a little different. So we're trying it out tonight going to do the preview section with Matt here, and uh, you see how it turns out. So we're going to start here with Fight to Win 94 in Richmond, California, taking place on November 17th. This one is main evented by a 220-pound black belt nogi match, Yuri Samos versus Tim Spriggs. You said you were excited about this matchup. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this one. I do wish it was in Gi just so I could see some of Tim Spriggs' train wreck system he's always talking about with Yuri. And last time Yuri fought, or not last time, but he fought uh, Travis Stevens in the game and actually took him down, which was pretty impressive. Yeah, that was exciting. I no one thought he would take him down, and then and then uh, he did, and everyone's like, oh, shit, Yuri's legit. And uh, it's interesting to see uh, Travis Stevens in the in the gi, but not in a judo gi, in actually like a uh, jiu-jitsu setting. So the takedowns were way different, I think, and it was interesting to see him against uh, Yuri in that matchup. So anything yeah. else on that matchup you want to see? Um... I mean, Springs, Springs looks great coming off his ADCC East Coast trials. Uh, Yuri's going to have his hands full, but, I mean, Yuri's always a game competitor, so it should be a fun match. Yeah. Should be a really good matchup. Uh, we, after that, we have a welterweight black belt Masters Gi title. We have Hamilo Mello versus Rafael Formigo Barbosa. We see Barbosa, like, all the time on Fight to Win, so it's cool to see him again. Yeah, Barbosa's really, he's been competing a ton, even the past, a couple other divisions. I forget where he just, just fought, but he's been super active the past six, nine months. You know, we covered him a bunch on this show in that in that time frame, so always good. He's usually, like, either main eventing or co-main eventing, so good to see him on the top of the card. Exciting matchup. Um, I like that they're doing more of these Masters titles because they get the guys that are, like, a little past the adults, but they still give them and, she like, them showcase their jiu-jitsu sets. That was exciting. We have a 135-pound black belt nogi match, Alex Candlers versus Shamir Chantre. We see Shamir frequently as well. 
It's like, I forget the last time we saw him, but again, like this card is loaded with guys that we see really frequently. Matt, stop me whenever you want to, and you can talk about a matchup. We have a 225-pound pound black belt gi match, Stephen Hall versus Ahmed White. We have a 220-pound black belt no-gi match, Daniel Ripper versus Billy Ray Chubbs. We saw Billy Ray Chubbs uh, a couple weeks ago, like a couple months ago. Josh yeah. loves his name. You don't get to see the 225 division very often either. Usually it's either heavyweight or 205 or like really low 200s. So that should be fun. I like Fight the Wind does a lot of these. Like the next matchup is a 202 black belt gi match. Bill Hodder versus Sergio Silva. I like that they do like whatever weight class the guys want to meet at. You want to meet at 197? Cool, meet at 197. You want to meet at like 208? Meet at 208. But you see they do a lot more 225 matchups. When I think I think you see a lot of really, really good guys at 225 because they got to cut a little bit to make it down there. But they don't have to, like, kill themselves making a weight class, but they also don't come in, like, huge. Yeah, so they can nice. avoid the, the 280ers and the 300-pound monsters that occasionally show up. Yeah, for those, for those open weight brackets, it's like, but I like, I like that Fight to Win kind of is more, not, like, lenient with their divisions, but they have that 225, and they have a lot more of the matches at 225. So it's nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're doing super fights, there's really no need to have these specific, like, you need to be 165, you need to be 175. Like, just do whatever the guys want. Yeah, so I, I like that a lot. I really, again, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the weight cutting. I'd much rather see more guys. It's like, you're within 10 pounds of each other, have the matchup. Awesome. And if you want to fight a guy that's 30 pounds heavier than you, have the matchup. I don't care. That's a lot, I like that in super fights. It's like, do you guys want to compete against each other? Do I want to watch it? Cool. Whatever weight class you need to do it at, do it at. So after that, we have a 185-pound black belt gi match, Garrett Ulrich versus Nicholas Green. We see Nick. We saw Nick Green. Um, was it last weekend on something? What do we see him on? His name is ringing a bell. I'm trying to think of Korean Bomba. Korean Bomba. He's house guy, or he was oh. Curtis Sanders guy. Yeah, he was one of the guys. He stayed. Yeah, I what was? Yeah, we just we did. I feel we just saw him on something like really, really. Like, on Smart Spider Korea, but it was like, man, what was it? Was it, man, that's going to kill me, because we just covered him on something. And uh, he was fighting he was fighting big guys, and I forgot that he was that big, because he didn't used to be that big. I for, I for, it's going to kill me. We'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. Um, after that, we have a 185-pound black belt gi match, Juan Souza versus Gustavo Arandre. After that, we have a 175-pound black belt nogi batch, Matt Todd versus Dom Hoskins. We see Dom, like, I want to say once a month on Fight to Win. Yeah, he's, uh, I'm not extremely familiar with him, but I've seen his name pop up over and over again whenever I'm looking through the brackets. That was good. We have a 165-pound black belt gi match, Sean Nickmarad versus To Be Announced. 185-pound black belt gi match, Danny Bohegan versus Rodrigo Cardosa. That's exciting. We have a 155-pound black belt nogi match, James Cotter versus Mar- uh, Mauricio Morena. Uh, oh, so it's Half Gracie. Yep, that's the gym he's from, not his name. 135-pound black belt gi match, Judy Gomes versus Tracy Goodell. Ooh, Tracy Goodell, that's exciting. Yeah, I haven't seen her in a little bit. She's a monster competitor, so I assume that'll be kind of closer to the top of the card. Again, they always have it listed out by weight classes from the big guys to the small guys, or small people, women. So yeah. I assume she'll be at the top of the card there. She'll be up there for sure. I got to imagine she'll be one of the top eight, eight, nine fights. Yeah, probably. We have a welterweight brown belt no-gi title. We have Alan Sanchez versus Connor Donaldson. 
we have a bantamweight brown belt gi title. Uh, Tracy Pham versus Nikki Sullivan. I think Nikki Sullivan has that title, but she may not. I believe she has a title at Fight to Win. It might be the 125 title. I don't, I don't quite remember, but I believe we've seen her at least compete for the title, if not win the title before. She's a monster competitor. Then we have a whole series of brown belt matches, uh, some nogi. We have a bunch of heavyweights, purple belts. All the way through. I don't see any other title fights. Uh, some kids and teens matches on the bottom of the card. But looks like a really exciting card. This will be. There's some really, really nice matches at the top of this card. So anything yeah. else you want to add, Matt? Um, the only one you missed was uh, Eddie Cummings match. Oh, it's not listed on the uh, on the Flow Grappling page. It's who's not? she against this one? Not anymore. Yeah. Oh. But this, who's supposed to return it at 94 or 95? Yeah, I had it listed as uh, Travis Maglagot. Yeah, that's what I had listed. That's a really good matchup. On their uh, Facebook page, it's listed anyways. Yeah, it'll be the first time Eddie comes out competing as you from Unity. Oh yeah, that'll be yeah. Will be the first time he's he's done that post post that switch up. So that will be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, So if if that's on that, that's exciting. I assume he's going to be like a co-main if that's on ninety four. I think it was on ninety five though. Maybe got moved to ninety five, but I think he originally was on the Richmond card. Gotcha. But I could be completely wrong about that. I think Troy Everett will probably uh, hopefully correct us on that. Like, hey, here's what you do. Every week we, we do stuff with Fred Twin. We love covering them. And Troy will text me like, hey, uh, this information, this information. And it's like, this is what you were looking for. It's like, cool. Thanks, Troy. So I always really appreciate that. It's, uh, it's awesome to have him clarify stuff every single week that we fuck up for Fight to Win. <laughs> it's a lot to keep track of. It, it is a lot to keep track of. So uh, that is it for our preview of Fight to Win 94. On to the next one. All right, so on to our preview of King of the Mat Grappling Championship 4. Uh, these guys are running an event, a 155-pound bracket. Is that right, Matt? Yeah, 155. 155-pound bracket, and they're running a bunch of super fights as well. We're just going to go through the bracket right now um, because it is easier for us to cover. So in the first match, we have Logan Stout versus Wayne Robson. We have second match, we have Leon Jackson versus Justin Michael. Third match, we have Kyle Thompson versus Ryan Ariola. And on the fourth match on that side of the bracket, we have Dante Leon versus Nick Spacek. That is a good fucking matchup. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that. that. Uh, uh, Dante Leon versus Nick the Spaceman Spacek. We see him all the time on um, Fight to Win. And uh, I think Dante Leon is currently the champion of King of the Mat Grappling. Um, so that's yeah. exciting. And then Sp- Nick Spacek is a brown belt, really high-level brown belt out of the Chicago area. He was on the Grappler Union podcast a little bit ago and gave a really interesting interview. And uh, it's always cool to see him. He's a super African competitor. I think he owns his own gym as well. And uh, really interesting. That is a matchup that's going to be super exciting for both guys. So I'm, I'm amped for that matchup. Uh, yeah, other... whoever wins that one's got to be the favorite to take the whole thing, I imagine. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I think Dante's probably the favorite going in, but Nick is no one to sleep on. It's really funny that both those guys were bracketed together um, in the beginning. And of all the guys in this bracket, we cover those guys the most. <laughs> right. So it's cool. It's like, oh, sweet. We get to see that. We get to see the matchup. Like I really want to see right from the jump. There's some other guys we see here occasionally, but uh, these two guys are definitely guys we cover the most. Um, on the other side of the bracket, we have Matt Schaefer versus Brad Schneider. We cover Matt Schaefer occasionally too. Uh, and then, then we have James Schaefer versus Daniel McGuire. We have Ramon Kenny versus Mauricio Oliveira, and we have Ken Robson versus Abdul Nasir. So this looks like a super fun event. I'm not exactly sure where it's broadcast. I think it's going to be live on Facebook. Let me look at that up. Yeah, live on Facebook, November 17th. And uh, they're also doing it, you know, there's a, there's a $10 fee to go watch it live. And uh, if you're in the area, definitely go do that. But 
this is uh, looks like an exciting event. King of the Mat. We they get nice enough to give us access to use their uh, footage for some highlights we put together a little bit ago with our podcast audio on it. So uh, super cool organization, a lot of fun. Matt, anything else you want to talk about? Um, nothing major. Um, huge fan of Dante Leon's. Uh, he was sponsored by a local main company, Origin Kimonos, when he was a blue belt, I believe. God knows how long ago. And that was how I found about him years ago. And he's been on the IBJJF circuit grind for years. And he actually hasn't been a black belt that long. I want to say no, I think, less than a year, maybe. I think so, because I remember he went against Wagner at Grappling Industries. And he was a, we covered that uh, probably like six months ago. And he hadn't been a black belt too, too long. Like, I want to say he got his black belt within the last two years, I mean, yeah. at most. Like, he's been grinding forever, and he's been around and been competing for forever. But uh, I don't think he's actually been a black belt for that, that long. So it's exciting to see him, you know, yeah. as a champion going to this bracket. It's exciting. But he'll be the one I'll be watching for the most. But either way, the whole show, she looks pretty solid. Yeah, awesome. And the video quality was nice last time, so there's that. All right, on to the next one. I wanted the preview of the Gambler's Invitational 1 presented by Sapatero. I think this was originally Sapatero or Sap- I can't. I'm going to butcher the name. Uh, <laughs> Sapatero 18 was the original name of this. Now it's the Gambler's Invitational 1 uh, presented by Sapatero. So, again, regardless, Sapatero uh, has put on some really great events. They had that super uh, card, Sapatero 6, years ago with, like, Gordon Ryan and a bunch of other huge names on it. So they have a, they're running a 16 man 155 tournament featuring and there's some of the names looks like they've switched here because they still have PJ Barch listed and he was out last week with an injury after the trials. So we got PJ Barch, Nick Ronan, Corey Brown, Sean Applegate, Phil Swartz, Ben Zapata, Herbert Burns, Tony Way, uh, Clayton Leon, Jordan Holy, Ethan Krellenstein, uh, Pierre Leclerc, Adam Hoody, Josh. Uh, give me the name, Matt. Baca, Bacala, Bacala. 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 Two qualifiers. Well, so dude, this is really exciting. There's a couple guys that could take this. Like we saw Pierre Leclerc win the uh, the qualifier for Kasai. Ethan yep. is coming off of Kasai and coming off of winning the trials. We've seen Jordan Holy on on it before. Herbert Burns, Duino's brother. We've seen him a bunch on Fight to Win. Like put up work in that tournament. Yeah, but he's a strong there. Nick Ronan as well, um, Sean Applegate, Phil Schwartz, like all of these guys. This is a really stacked 16-man tournament. So it's this should uh, be bigger than I believe it is. Oh yeah, no, it should be big. Like, again, these guys put on some really nice like matchups that for some reason seem to fly under the radar. So I like I wanted to really cover them this time so that you know may remind us to watch it because it looks it should be a really exciting 155-pound bracket. I mean. Yeah. The, name, the names they got are some really good names, and it looks like some some fun jujitsu. They're also running a bunch of super fights as well. They're uh, they have Joe Bays versus Karinga Conway. They have Chase Rome versus Nick Rodriguez. They have Jay Enoch versus Kyle Kozel, and they have Kevin Gallagher versus Aaron Tex Johnson. I am super excited about that one. Yeah, those are both two grinders that are gonna. That it's going to be a monster match. Tex oh, Johnson's yeah. been around forever, and I think people are just starting to notice him. Yeah, dude, he just won the trials. Yeah, what? easily. He, like, I'm pretty he, sure he, he tapped. He, he tapped who? I think he beat tapped everybody he went against. I believe. I think so, dude. He finished. He had the final match versus Hudson Taylor, who was a uh, 
the coach for wrestling at not Columbia. It's yeah, Columbia was in Penn State, like I said errantly last time. But he was a wrestling coach for Columbia and Blue Belt World Champion. Um, he tapped him with a knee bar in like 30 seconds, and it was a knee bar. It wasn't a heel hook. The other angle came out after the fact in like 30 seconds. So putting up work. I want to say Kevin Gallagher is the ref for Fight to Win or something, or I see him with Fight to Win. I forget. I forget. I recognize his face. I recognize him. Like, it's killing me right now. But uh, this looks like a really fun event. So tune in. Watch this. Um, it should be good. Anything else to add, Matt? No. It's going to be a really good show. Uh, don't let this one skip you by. If you think it's a smaller show, I would definitely watch this one. Yeah. All right. So that'll do it for the preview, and uh, that'll do it for the previews of the show. So what do you think, Matt? How was your first time uh, being on the show? Uh, it's a little awkward, but it was fun. Um, we'll figure out a way to try and get on here more often, and I still have to plan a trip to come down so we can train. Yeah, it's been good. It's been. I think I haven't trained with you since right after I got my purple belt, and I think you were sick as shit. Were you still yeah. a purple belt or you a brown belt? Am I still? Or no, no, sorry. Were you a purple belt when we trained together? I think so. I think I had four, three or four stripes at the Okay, time. I think I've trained with you since you've gotten brown. and Because you've been brown for a minute now. Yeah, a little over a year, year and a half, I think. It's been a while. I got one stripe on there. Jesus. So, yeah, we got to make up. I'm, I'm up in Maine uh, next week, but I think we're going to miss each other because of all the holiday stuff. With yeah, Thanksgiving and seeing my family and seeing Rachel's family and like really the gym is about two hours away. Are you but, driving up? Yeah, we're driving up. Oh, you're an animal. It's uh, it's only like a nine and a half to thirteen hour drive, depending on how bad traffic is. I like driving, so that's not. Too oh, bad I hate for me. driving. I drive for my job, so I hate driving more than almost anything else. So it's uh, it's not great. We also just went to a wedding in September in Maine that we drove for. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I say I like driving, but I don't want to do the drive that often. Dude, you drive to Philly like once every quarter. That's true. For cheese, I do like Philly primarily. <laughs> I do you like, like chili and Vinny Paz? Chili, Vinny Paz, cheesesteaks. I'll be outside with that. That's really where you go to Philly. <laughs> You're like, I'm in Philly. I'm like, let me know like more than three hours in advance, and I'll go to Philly. It's like an hour and a half drive for me. It was a fun time last time I went. I got to go, go to uh, Christian Woodmansey's gym, see his new place in Philly. Which yeah, is, I want to go there. Roots, Roots, uh, Roots Philly. Yeah, aesthetically yeah. is one of the nicest gyms I've ever been in. It was nice. really, really nice, and just like up there is like things they offered, like they offer gi, gi cleaning services. You just leave your gi there, and he'll wash for you. Yeah, my gym does that. It's awesome. That's insane. Dude, you leave your, I, I train, I put my gi in a washing machine, and then I come back, and it's done, and I get to train it again. You could probably convince me to start wearing white gis if that was the case. Dude, it's, it's awesome. I like my color geese. Do I still have the red gee that I love? I bring out t- from time to time. I, I gotta get one. It's one of those, like, closet things where I'm like, I'd make fun of anybody wearing one, but secretly oh, yeah. I want one. Dude, I asked Eddie in the gym. I was like, hey, like, I want to buy a bright red gee. Is that, like, can I do that? And Eddie was like, I don't care. Just wear a gee. And uh, I was like, cool, this is awesome. And I was a white belt with a bright red gee. And I was like, this is a giant <laughs> target on my back. But it made yeah. me good quick. Yeah, as long as you're in there, brown, we don't care at all. We had a white belt show up today, and Eddie gave him a blue belt because he didn't have anything. Eddie was like, just put this on. People are probably going to smash you because they're going to see the belt, but you'll be fine. <laughs> people are going to smash like, People are going to think you're visiting blue belt, so they're going to try and kill you, but you're fine. <laughs> Dude, that's why I, like, I liked you guys. It was, it was awesome training with you guys for years because like, my first day, I just walked in, and uh, they gave me Miguel. And Miguel's like, all right, these are the positions, and uh, we're going to roll now. And I was like, yeah. all right, I guess this is how you learn jujitsu." 
And it was awesome. Like, I got good quick in that gym. Because you have a bunch of murderers that are just, like, making you get good fast. Because you're like, well, we're going to show, like, a couple techniques after class. But you're going to get circuits in. We're doing circuit training. Yeah, we don't probably do things the way you're supposed to. But everybody gets good quick because we just brawl all the time. Like, tonight we did... uh... The first half hour was just sub only, so there was no time limit. You just rolled until you got subbed and then rotated. So we did, I think my first roll was 20 minutes, 15 minutes. With, yeah. uh, remember Viking Mike? That heavyweight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a purple belt now. That was yeah, yeah. my first I remember, 20 minute roll. I rolled him as a purple belt, and that was, uh, dude, he's I remember rolling him as a white belt, as a blue belt, as a purple belt. Like, damn. He's a big dude. They call him, they call him Viking Mike for a reason. Yeah, he's like a 6'6, 250 pound pound. Viking, yeah, Viking Mike. So yeah, now it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I got I gotta make a trip up there to see you guys. I gotta find an excuse to like make the drive or like pay for a flight to come up there and train with you guys. It's been too long. If I if I have like ample time to come down, I'm gonna bring Billy and scare everybody. You guys, Jim. Jesus, yeah, Billy. Yeah, we did it two sixty seven for the trials. Sorry, three sixty seven for the trials. Yeah, three sixty seven with no shame whatsoever. Billy's awesome. Big Billy. Yeah, he's big man, man. He could be a killer someday if he really wanted to. Yeah. All right. So that does it for this week. Um, there's also an intro with Ryan that we did earlier in the day. So we're going to cut that in. But Matt, always a pleasure to have you on. Really appreciate it. And I uh, got to have you more on the show more often. Yeah, absolutely. I got to pick up a better mic and we'll figure this out. Yeah. Awesome, Matt. All right. Good talk to you. See you. Peace. So that does it for this week's preview section of the show. Again, we're going to try to work on the audio in the future. Um, that's not going to be standard. It's just a kind of a weird thing happened this week with we were unable to record the audio in person. So we decided to give this a shot. Didn't end up working out for a number of reasons. That's why this is actually a separate section and a separate piece to episode 53 of the show. So in the future, we're going to work on this. But we wanted to give these events the coverage that they deserved and get a chance to talk about them and live and learn from our mistakes. I've been Maine, and this has sort of been the Grappling Rewind podcast. We'll see you on the mats.